Ho ho ho! Merry Big Miss, everyone! I'm a Jew, Matt Beebe. And I am a Christian, I guess. <laughs> John George. Okay, good. We got both in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We really gotta be diverse on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We need both perspectives. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, this year of all years, it's really good for me to say I'm a Jew. <laughs> yeah, this is the best year. That doesn't say. come loaded at all this no, year. No, no, there's nothing happening, I've heard. Yeah. So, wow. It, it brought back some nostalgia hearing you say Merry Big Miss, I know. Honestly. We've done this every year, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. and we've been, it, like, it's, it's dawning on me. We started this podcast, like, a long time ago now. Yeah, in <laughs> like 2019. Four years ago. That's, That's crazy. That is wild. The thing we went through a pandemic. Yeah, you lived on the opposite coast for a yeah. while. I had like three different jobs. Yeah, <laughs> we both had a lot of different jobs yeah. since we started this podcast. But that's esports for you, baby. Yeah. And we're not here to talk about esports. Maybe no. one day. But... One day we'll do an esports podcast once it's well and truly dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which won't be long. Yeah, I'll bury it myself. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, we. this is an annual tradition that we have never missed. Yeah. Um, and we may have done in person every year, too. Yeah, because, yeah, maybe the first pandemic year. Okay, know. maybe. Yeah, maybe 2020. The, was the sec- a... 2021, we for sure did it in person because you came to visit me in Boston. Yeah. And last year, last year we were here. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I don't know. We could have started this pretty late, too. I don't know if we I don't know if we did this like the first year of our podcast or the second. Yeah, I feel like. okay. well, because I remember vividly all the movies we watched because we've done two princess, which the first one was Christmas Prince three. And that was at your old apartment in L.A. Okay. then there was Princess Switch where we did the second one, I think. Mm -hmm. And that I think we did separately. And then the next year was when I visited yeah, you. Okay. That was Princess Switch 2. Did we do one last year? Shit. Yes. We did the Lindsay Lohan one. Ah, Falling for Christmas. Yes. Falling for Christmas. Um, and I'll tell you what. All of those had a gimmick. <laughs> this one does not. They they had something going yeah. on. Netflix ran out, of, ran out of ideas this year. I just like, you know, I guess... Christmas Prince had three and Princess Switch had three and they weren't going to get Lindsay Lohan back. So this time they got no stars. They were they're just shooting straight down the middle for this one. Yeah, Uh, literally. Um, They just I think they were just sick of making Christmas movies in fantasy land or whatever. They're like, let's just make one that's like fucking life or some well, shit. Well, this one was in Fantasyland <laughs> as as shown by the very ending that I guess we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. Um cuz I believe in the Lindsay Lohan one Santa was real. Yeah. Um and in Princess Switch and Christmas Prince, I think those were the real world. Yeah. Or no, there there was a Santa was real moment in one of those too. Okay, but we got to get into like the lore too because we have on TVs yeah. we see falling for Christmas, we see Princess Switch. 
So what we're so they exist as media in this world, which is a fantasy world. Yeah. So, but so they don't take place in the same universe as them, but they no. take place in a universe where they are media, which is our universe. Yes. But it could be a whole different universe. Yeah. Because Santa isn't real in this. What universe. we're getting is that Marvel has started the multiverse, yeah. right? <laughs> so now this movie's taken the Christmas multiverse yeah. into the the sort of next step. Yeah. I mean, they're clearly copying the Nickelodeon universe. Mm-hmm. because in the Nickelodeon universe iCarly watches Drake and Josh and Drake and Josh is a show in iCarly yeah know? all that stuff's happening so this 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 is the same approach you would see can we take a step back real quick yeah let's um not in terms of this podcast in terms <laughs> of you said Nickelodeon and that awoke so you're not on TikTok right no. you don't okay well I am and are you familiar with Ned's Declassified yes, School I Survival Guide? Ned's Declassified. Okay, that's good. Prepare to not. Fuck, um, what? <laughs> so there's a big trend right now of people doing podcasts talking about a show that they are either currently uh, yes, on or were that. on. They do that. Yes. I've never listened to it. Okay, that's that. for the best. Um, so, you know, you have like the Office Ladies or yeah, the Always yeah. Sunny podcast. So these guys have gotten no work since Ned's Declassified, and that's very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they decided, let's start a podcast where we talk about being on Ned's Declassified. And it's Ned and Moe's, mm, I believe. Yeah. And they, they've they been kind of clowned on on TikTok for a while because people will sort of talk about, oh, like when D-list celebrities make a podcast about their old show for clout because no one cares about them anymore. Of course. And whenever someone makes a joke about that, everyone's first thought is immediately this Ned's Declassified podcast. Yeah. And recently, on recent episodes, clearly to drum up buzz about the podcast, uh, the girl who played Mose just goes into graphic detail about how she used to like give Ned blowjobs behind the scenes, <laughs> and then apparently, <laughs> even worse, um, no. <laughs> she would say, she apparently said that like they had guest stars on set and they like ran a train on her or something fucking way (laughs) what and so everyone's just like why do we need to know this oh my god what the fuck yeah (laughs) i don't want to know that they were like sexually active and on drugs while they were filming what the hell how old were these people you know they were playing like high schoolers or middle schoolers or something they're playing middle schoolers it was middle school they that's the thing is they really seem like teenagers maybe going back now they were like late teens early okay. 20s or something then yeah doing drugs and having sex makes more sense yeah <laughs> but if you're like freshman year of fucking yeah. high school getting it, your train ran <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> on the set yeah what the hell that's uh so that's what they talk about on that podcast um oh my god it's just how nasty they I got almost wanted the to be a lie my brain's yeah. like oh she's lying <laughs> she's but lying like, to get views <laughs> you know maybe she is lying for views but at the same time like you don't why yeah now we all have to think about that i mean yeah they always used to talk about how they dated they were like oh yeah we were dating Mm -hmm. when it was when the show was happening yeah they dated in the show at the end of it Mm -hmm. and then they were really dating but apparently she was also giving him blowjobs he was getting the sloppy toppy yeah which makes sense i mean you date you date in high school you Mm -hmm. do get a blowjob yeah 
Hopefully, you know, that wasn't in the school survival guide. though. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they wanted to make a new one. They're yeah, like, <laughs> that is the other thing is like so consistently on that podcast. They're always like, oh, I Carly got a reboot. Yeah, I know. All these other shows are getting reboots. Why, why don't we us? get a reboot? Because you keep talking about how you got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gave Ned a blowjob. I think they you just like, want a place to give him a blowjob. <laughs> they finally have accepted that they're not getting the reboot. So they're just going full. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're like, we're exposing out. everything. Yeah, I think as far as premise goes it's probably like i think it could be a good reboot but in comparison to all these other ones all these other ones are shit yeah but the premise like it could happen but i, I don't think they i don't think they would be able to do it yeah ned's adult survival guide yeah. sure the writer of it i think he was it was a well-written show mm-hmm. and it, he's not dan schneider so I, he's not creepy i assume yeah that's true who knows i don't know his name but yeah. he also did Big Time Rush, and that was a oh, fine okay. show. That one yeah. wasn't as good. Yeah, I'm sure Big Time Rush was fucking each other behind yeah. the scenes, too. So. <laughs> God, Big Time Rush starts a podcast. They're like, yeah. we ran train on, on each other. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we also ran a train on Moe's and our, each other. Uh, God damn, we're not even going to talk about Drake and Josh. The podcast is getting spicy. Holy yeah. shit. We should. That's how we get this podcast to blow yeah. up. <laughs> we were just talking about how long we've been doing yeah. this. Like, John, you remember back in 2019? I just railed you. We saw uncut gems, and I just went fucking ham. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that TikTok just pops up on their feed. They're like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> We should do that. We should start a Big Boy Movies podcast, and that's our only upload. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the Who are these guys? <laughs> just talk. Is this, this a was, movie podcast? This a movie podcast, or do they talk about how they really? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just the whole every episode <laughs> this is how we blow up right yeah that's exactly uh, it it's our finally our big break well that's yeah. too good the basement yard podcast is done oh that's almost as good as like your 9-11 jokes from the past man oh yeah no yeah. the oh my god i still the the big because we did the biggies this year that yeah. nasty boys rally yeah. <laughs> joke really <laughs> so i think about it sometimes oh man um anyway so All that's right. what we'll be known for um this right. is a christmas episode <laughs> <laughs> do we just want to talk about this christmas movie or do we want to like touch on maybe scott pilgrim takes off or any of these other good pieces of media that we haven't talked about? i know we said we would talk about scott pilgrim so we should probably do that <sighs> yeah um so i guess real real quick um i i'm a decently big scott pilgrim fan Mark is going to be mad again because I remember oh, yeah, Mark, we, we yeah. reviewed Scott Pilgrim. He was mad he wasn't yeah. there, but sorry, Mark. I'm yeah. sure he's watched the show like five times yeah. already. Um, but I started watching it over Thanksgiving week, and I knew that you were a really big Scott Pilgrim fan, at yeah. least in the movie. And I was like, I need someone else's opinion on this because I don't know how to feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I watched him almost. Well, going into this, I was concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, the trailer. Not great. Not great. And it's on purpose because they have to hide a lot of things yeah. in the in the trailer. And they, there's a big reveals they don't want to, like, hide. Which, in my opinion, makes the first episode kind of, like, just bad. Like, I don't know if I would rewatch the yeah. first episode because it's just, like, a whole... It's just, like, a little, like, twist machine, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're just setting you up to think it's just a remake. And then they throw a twist in it at the end. 
Yeah. They're like, nope, not a remake. Yeah. I guess we can say general impressions is that at the by the end, I did really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like the first four-ish episodes, I bit. was I was unsure about it. Yeah. T- same. I'm in the same boat. It took a bit. Took like episode episode four was when I was really in, and then by the end, I was like, oh, that was that was just a fun time. Yeah. And I could see myself rewatching it for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I rewatched the movie religiously pretty much. Yeah. And enjoy myself every time. So I think this is just another piece of Scott program media that I like. Yeah. And I'll enjoy. But we should go to spoiler town. Yeah. Because the big twist at the end of the first episode is that Scott just dies effectively yeah. and yeah. he's not in the show. Yep. Basically, he, lo- he loses the very first fight mm-hmm. um, to Matthew Patel. Yeah. And yeah, that's the t- that's literally where the episode ends. It's like. Yeah, he lost. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild because the first episode is such a faithful recreation of like that first book and the first like section of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, at the last second, they're like, "Oh, Crash and the Boys didn't show up," and you're like, "Oh, that's weird." Yeah. And then he just straight up straight up loses the fight, and then the title of the show makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim takes off. Yeah. He literally takes. He's taking this one off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it's basically, I mean, it centers a lot. I think it's a bit, does a very good job at, at understanding the discourse around the movie mm-hmm. and Scott Pilgrim in general, the last, I mean, how many, it's been over 10 years since the movie came out. Yeah. It's been like 13 years. Yeah. And th- a lot of the main concern is like, um, manic pixie dream girl, Ramona, mm-hmm. um, Scott's kind of an asshole. He is. Yeah. But that's like I kind of the point of the movie, I think, still. But they address him in this, and they really yeah. try to – they sort of evolve it. You know, they mm-hmm. don't – they're not like – they don't – they're just trying to evolve the story of Scott Pilgrim, understand the flaws in the previous stories, and mm-hmm. just like try to evolve it with Yeah, with the they times. don't what – I, what I was worried about when they do this twist is I was worried they were going to play really hard into what people don't like about Scott, that he's kind of a douche. Um, and, and that he's kind of got like a toxic relationship with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that the show was just going to be about like, see how great it is when he's not here. Yeah. Like, isn't it cool that he's dead now? Yeah. And the show very effectively, like still uses Scott as a character. Like he is essentially the same character, um, but it grows his character in a different way. And it also fleshes out everyone else who like didn't get time in the movie which is amazing which is yeah it, it turns all of the exes into characters which like in the books they're not even really characters um and it it fleshes out ramona especially like way more oh yeah ramona's super fleshed out and it's nice to just get individual time with all these exes and like explore them more mm-hmm. um Chris Evans' character, I can't remember his name for some reason. Lucas Lee. Lucas Lee's episode's really good. Oh yeah. I think Lucas Lee I mean, yeah. And some the voice acting, they get all the voice actors back, which is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Except for Brie Larson. Oh, yeah. I think there's a few that they didn't get back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it makes sense. They finally let the... Because there was a band that wrote Black Sheep, the song that everyone likes yeah. the Brie Larson version of. So they brought her back to like so that band could actually sing a song in this one. Wow. Um, which is honestly really good. The soundtrack in this show goes hard. It's very good. Holy shit. Um, every song in it is so good. And there's the scene at his funeral where she sings, I will remember you. That's that band. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've been listening to that a lot on Spotify. That's great, yeah. It's great. I've been listening to a lot. I've been listening to the theme song on Spotify, or mm-hmm. I guess on Apple Music. I have Apple Music. Oh yeah, you're one of those. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that, I mean, it goes hard. Anna Managuchi is just fucking fantastic. So, oh, yeah. Of course. You, have you played the video game? No. Okay, that's that's like where their connection yeah. comes in, and the music for the video game is so good. Yeah, I mean, they're so good at making that video game music, so... But yeah, it was it was very satisfying to see like the twist works. Scott comes back at the right time. I feel like definitely does. And yeah, I mean, it's he's trying to avoid the concern all the fans have that he's going to be that he's a toxic going to be a bad, bad uh, partner to Ramona. Mm -hmm. Um, And he sort of faces that head on. Yeah, which is cool. It's it's a very clever twist to be like, this is who you could be. Yeah. And then he he sort of. Is like, oh, well, I don't want to be that guy. And yeah. now you can kind of go back and read the books or watch the movie and have that in mind. And yeah. be like, okay, so this is who this guy really is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I also liked, last thing I guess I'll say is that like, as far as fleshing out Ramona, they have a really quick moment in the movie where they mention, oh, Ramona's only ever dumped her exes. She's never been the one who got dumped. Yeah. And that's, I think the show does a really good job of exploring that mm-hmm. and being like, oh yeah, you broke all of these people's hearts. Yeah. Even though they seem evil to you, like you yeah. were also kind of toxic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree with that too. But yeah, if I were Michael, if I were uh, Scott Pilgrim, I'd be like, I kind of want to be Will Forte. I like Will Forte. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, he's a he's a cool guy. He was uh, he was great. There were some some actors were not the best at voice acting. Kieran Culkin just showed up for this one. Yeah, I know he really did. But I think it's so. I don't know. It's really hard to not see him as like uh roman roy now <laughs> so that's true I just hear roy, roman roy but he definitely just showed up yeah but i like his voice enough so i'll give him an i'll give yeah him he's not in the show enough to detract it and he's not so bad that it's yeah. takes you out completely i don't think anyone's like insanely bad yeah i think the the key issue with the voice acting is it really i don't know if this was originally animated for japanese and maybe that's like some of the part of the pacing issues yeah i mean it's animated by a japanese anime company yeah so maybe and they have they have a japanese voice acted version yeah so So. i don't know if maybe just the timing there's a lot more space or whatever but there's the dialogue is a little awkward at times yeah and i think that's probably because they recorded completely separately from each other yeah and yeah it does feel like a dub at times yeah So that was my only like issue, but otherwise, like the animation's fantastic and mm-hmm. the the story's great. So yeah, and yeah, some really cool like action sequences in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall very fun show. I'm excited to revisit it. Honestly, yeah, I'd be curious to see if and if they do a season two and how they would handle yeah, that. Me too. Apparently, they have an idea for a season two, but they. I don't. Th- they don't think it's strong enough. Okay. So they might not do it. I'm fine if they leave it alone then. Yeah, I think th- I think that that's what they're thinking. They're like, oh, we have an idea for season two, but maybe we just leave it alone. Yeah. So I like that mindset. But you know what, John? I think this year it's we're gonna have the best Chris- Christmas ever. ever. <laughs> wow. Um, Netflix. They've done it again. They really did something. They made a movie, and it's about Christmas. It's for sure about Christmas. Yeah. And um, there's characters in it. And they're celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's it's really hard, because I was expecting this to be the worst one that we've watched so far. Because, like we mentioned before, all the other ones had gimmicks. Mm-hmm. And this one is just called Best Christmas Ever. Yeah, so the gimmick is it's a good Christmas. Like, having a good Christmas isn't normal. Yeah. I guess. It's 
it's like I will say there's a lot more to talk about with this than I thought there would be. I was coming into this kind of being ready to pull the ripcord. I was like, if this is so terrible and so uninteresting, I was going to suggest that we just like watch an episode of Seinfeld or something and talk <laughs> and about that. Seinfeld yeah. for, for bigness. <laughs> um, but there's, there's some meat on this bone. It's just, you have to go in to this episode knowing that like this movie is kind of nothing. Yeah. Um, but there's some really confounding stuff and I guess we can start at the beginning. Let's, let's start. Um, the, there's a really great, rich, successful family and they send out a newsletter every Christmas mm-hmm. about how awesome their lives are and how great they it's are really awesome. and how charitable they are. And then there's another family in Arizona who gets that letter and the mother wife character is a curmudgeon she's pissed she's She's a scrooge almost she's pissed and jealous that her life isn't as awesome as that other family's life in the newsletter yeah she's i think she's supposed to be the scrooge of this oh yeah they've they've scrooged her for sure they've they scrooged the shit out of her much like moe's did ned and that's declassified (laughs) i really want to know if people ran train on her on this set (laughs) we're gonna have to do a deep dive into that one later (laughs) yeah there are hints there have got to be hints yeah um so not not much interesting at the very beginning of the movie they're they have to go to her sister's house for christmas every year in utah Mm -hmm. and somehow they the son the little son plugged in the address of the rich family into their gps and they didn't notice Mm mm-hmm um, for hours and hours while they were <laughs> driving they got there and then they got to the house and were like I guess the sister had just moved into a new house so they didn't know what it looked like and they got up to the house and it's just that family's house and the son's like yeah I just put in the, the wrong address yeah, so fuck you guys and yeah and you've been driving for hours and hadn't noticed yeah. I would not let my child put in the address on, on my GPS I'd be like no that's even, my job so. even so like so the sister must have lived far away enough that like getting there would have been a pain yeah the, at any point where they're like oh i don't remember my sister saying she lived in salt lake city yeah or or like this doesn't feel like yeah i feel like it, the these excuse people, is like it's late at night she's yeah. like oh you know. but i'm talking about like even an hour into your drive <laughs> yeah. if you don't notice something's up yeah i don't know like these people are because sometimes I feel bad that I'm so reliant on my GPS. Yeah. I've lived in LA for six People years. Very reliant. And sometimes I'm like, should I just like know how to get to these places? But these people must have just been locked into the GPS. They're like, this thing knows better than anything else on the planet. I don't recognize anything on this drive, but I don't care. Yeah. At all. The blue line extends in front of me, and I (laughs) follow that. There must be traffic on the other route. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would think. I'd be like, must be traffic on the other route or construction. Mm -hmm. This is the way we go now. Yeah. And we're going to head over to my sister's new place. Yeah. So they get to the new place, and it's the rich family surprise. And uh, they're like, no, you can stay with us. It's the middle of the night. You know, you can be on your way in the morning. Mm -hmm. Go to your sister's actual house. And they get into the house. And the husband's like, the husband had a previous relationship with this woman, Mm -hmm. this rich woman. And they're in the house. And the husband's like, do you want to (laughs) fuck? She's like, oh, I'm spontaneous. Like, okay, prove it. Yeah. 
let's fuck right now and she's like no i don't want to have sex in this woman's house uh but (laughs) the guest room i guess shares a wall with the master bedroom (laughs) and the rich couple are having sex so hard that it's shaking the other room yeah that's that's sex right there oh yeah which is normal for me it's not normal for you you know, you know, I, I actually, I wouldn't know because our bedroom <laughs> shares a wall with our neighbors. Oh, so go ask your neighbors. Yeah. Like. So if I ever see my neighbors and they're like, man, did you feel that earthquake last night? I'd be like, no. <laughs> I try to make sure the people next to me know that I'm fucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Because does your wall, you share a wall with the neighbors? We share the wall with our neighbor's living room. Okay. And they haven't said any. So no. these people must be really advanced at sex or we're bad. Yeah. They must be advanced. Or their house is just poorly built. That's true. You know, those big mansions can be, uh, yeah. uh, you know, poorly constructed, really quickly thrown up. Yeah. I think it was poorly built. Oh, I also should mention that the son wants to be a ninja and has a monkey who's his friend of mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, what do they call it? A stuffy? Yeah, stuffy. A yeah. stuffy or something. A <laughs> stuffy. Um, and then the little girl is obsessed with Marvel movies mm-hmm. and is convinced that she has a superpower. She just hasn't figured out what it is yet. Yeah, which they don't explore that much. No, it's, they yeah. they do kind of throw that out the window immediately immediately because they focus on the son mostly yeah he's like the main character of the kids alongside the other couple's daughter yeah that little girl maybe she wasn't like a great actress or something definitely this movie is only an hour and 20 minutes i think they cut a lot of shit yeah because you assume that's like a decent setup for a character like she thinks she has superpowers at the end maybe she She finds out flying that's that's what i'm saying like that would have been sick at the end of the movie she like shoots a laser beams out of her eyes (laughs) everyone's like oh my fucking fucking shit (laughs) that's you know so sick or she turns water into wine and she it turns out she's jesus oh my god Uh, this movie i mean that would be the best christmas ever that's why the wife doesn't want to have sex because she's the virgin mary oh my god she gave birth to these kids without even having sex yeah she's a virgin Mm -hmm. oh my god that makes sense yeah i think there's hidden lore yeah i think there's hidden lore here that's what i'm doing for this movie (laughs) i mean this is what we do every year is we improve the movies um i mean this movie would immediately be better mm -hmm. why is everyone just going to cookie cutter christmas movies you know let's get some big twists in here it's even because we we go through this every year those movies had gimmicks and they just sort of fall on their face like we talk about how princess switch there's so much stuff you can do with identical people switching places mm-hmm. and they do none of that. Yeah. They fucking princess suck switch. Like could have been so cool. Yeah. Even in Christmas Prince, like the one we watched was this weird mystery about a missing treasure or something. And like nothing happens with that. They just find the treasure at the end. Yeah. And it's like about, it's about like diplomats from a foreign nation. So like they're, they're worried about like diplomatic relations between the countries. Yeah. Nothing. Dark. So this movie has the, the no gimmick situation. And I guess we can't be disappointed that nothing interesting happens. Yeah. I guess this time <laughs> our expectations were lower. Yeah. Except it had to be the best Christmas ever, which... Mm-hmm. Which we don't know, because the movie ends before Christmas. Yeah, so it's a good Christmas Eve. I'll give him that. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best ever, but it's a good Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and then the credits roll, and I'll never know what their Christmas was like. Yeah. Could have been shitty. I mean, the lady lost her job. 
Yeah. Like she could have just fucking broke down, had a panic attack, was like, how, <laughs> how am I going to get a job? What's yeah. going to happen? What am I going to... So we'll get to there. Mm. But we should establish after the night of intense fucking, we now get into the... Um, adultery subplot <laughs> it's not adultery because no one no. it's just heavily implied yeah, it's like is it gonna happen it's yeah it's just there so the husband and wives are eyeing each other and the rich husband is a karate genius mm-hmm. karate and genius not a genius at he's karate. hot and he's extremely hot in mexican mm-hmm. we know this because he's wearing a shirt that says mexico on of course it. yeah we need to know exactly what nationality mm-hmm. is you know so I'm glad we do. the the main mom is like hitting on him and the husband had a previous relationship with the rich lady. So they're all kind of into each other and they're all looking at each other like they know what's going on. The the hus- the rich guy literally like puts his hand on the main character's thigh, which is like there's no other way to interpret that other than a sexual yeah. advance. <laughs> which it's even funnier just like yeah. knowing how this whole thing ends for him and this yeah is he literally just calls the lady not pretty <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> basically he's she's like are you attracted to me and he's like no no yeah <laughs> that is how the scene ends and we go to the next scene yeah that is how that subplot kind of ends yeah is they're all hitting on each other and then she just talks to the dude and she's like yeah i find you hot and he's like well i, I don't find you attractive and that's it <laughs> that's, that's such a sad ending for yeah. her <laughs> is that yeah it, it's, it was literally the writers were like how do we resolve this other than the very obvious thing where someone has sex with someone else yeah. they're like I don't know it just stops <laughs> <laughs> someone not into it they don't really want they're, yeah. they're faithful and don't find the other bra- <laughs> yeah. he could have been because he just had this whole spiel about like oh other people could find a, find each other attractive but like as long as they don't act on it, they're not and they love each love other people so far it doesn't matter you know yeah. and then <laughs> she's like oh does that mean you find me attractive he's like no <laughs> of course not <laughs> yeah um so we sh- oh I, I missed the very essential detail which is they agree to stay the night, but then the next morning there's a massive blizzard. Yeah, that's a big one. And the they can't even move their car out of the driveway, mm-hmm. except a Until few hours later, later yeah. they can. Um, <laughs> but they had already promised they would stay at that yeah, point. So. They promised they would stay for Christmas. So instead of going to see their family. Yeah, which is kind of manipulative. All right? yeah. I understand like this. Okay, we, we find out more details about this rich family later mm-hmm. and that they're actually pretty sad and happy to have company on yeah. Christmas. But she kind of manipulated this family into staying there. Yeah. If she knew that her driveway could melt the snow in a matter of hours, she should have just said that in yeah. the first place. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> she. So this is where we get into what I kept saying is this is a setup to a horror movie. Yeah. The movie honestly feels like it's just on the verge yeah. of becoming a horror movie the whole time. The premise is, is straight horror. Like, Could be. okay, we get to this family who like seems way too happy and they're like way too successful. Yeah. Something's got to be going on. They got to have a secret. Yeah, and they do. Yeah, but Which is a, it's a sad, it's a sad secret. Yeah, it's what, not sinister. What I was saying is like. Um, they have this son named Daniel, the rich family, and Daniel's not there because in the newsletter, they're like, oh, he's solving world hunger in Africa or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
John was saying, oh, if this is a horror movie, he'd be dead. But I was like, no, if this is a horror movie, he would be like locked in the basement and they'd like feed their house guests to <laughs> yeah. him. And he's like a monster, it's like the giant. barbarian lady. Yeah, he's ending world hunger and he calls himself world. The world. Yeah. <laughs> he's our world. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> we're ending world hunger. Oh my fuck. See, that's that's how you make this movie a oh, thousand times better. We're so good at writing movies. Well, what are we doing on this podcast? I know. That's why every year we tell Netflix they have to let us do this. Seriously. Because, like, that's such a perfect buildup. Mm -hmm. She's sneaking around the house like something's not right here. Mm -hmm. And she keeps finding proof that, like, oh, their life actually is this good. Like, she is, a, you know, a airline magnate. And they have been to all these countries. And then, like, you just need the fucking, like, locked door. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she that tries to like, door. she looks at all their keys. None of them unlock something that door. smells down there. Yeah. Something some, smells. Something's weird. Yeah. Something's weird's going on. Be like, oh, my husband, he dry ages beef down there. Oh. It's one of his hobbies. Oh. And then, you know, you know, the fucking little girl goes missing <laughs> and can't find her. Or you know what? The, maybe the kid goes missing and they only find yeah. his monkey. And then there's another night where they're, where the the bedroom shaking again and they're like yes. they're having sex again she goes she's like I'm, I'm sick of it i can't fall asleep she goes to the door no one's in there she's like what the fuck? yeah or she like peers in and she sees like a shadowy figure like scurry behind the bed oh yeah she's like what the fuck like, they're not in there they're not in there yeah Who's, who was in here yeah and god it'd be so good <laughs> wow and then, it, yeah, at the end of the movie, she's like, I need to tell you about my son, Daniel. And open the door. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, my God. Wow. What a reveal. Monkey Bob is down there covered in blood. Oh, wow. The son starts fucking crying. Monkey yeah. Bob's dead. Oh, I, I check my implication pulse. is that the son oh. the son was eaten and Monkey oh, Bob is fuck. left over. No, yeah. because he's, he doesn't eat stuffies. Yeah. Daniel does not like stuffies. Or maybe... See, this also can play into the ninja and superpowers thing. Maybe, maybe the parents get eaten, the kids defeat the. Uh, it's like a Daniel. home alone. Yeah, you know, home alone. But instead, they're fighting a giant monster. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of the movie, you see the son. He's like throwing ninja stars and yeah. keeps missing the target. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, he picks up like a throwing something, yeah. a kitchen knife or whatever. Nails they're like, you know. Uh, Grant, like, help me, Grant. And he's like, this is shiny. Just nails Daniel on the head with a knife. Just fucking destroys yeah. him. The monster's dead. Mm-hmm. Damn. This is a great movie. Yeah, that would have been ever. so much best better. Best Christmas ever. That would have been the best Christmas ever. God. They killed a monster. Yeah, this they the killed Christmas a monster. Ever. The fucking, they do something to the parents. You know, maybe the little girl has a face-off with the dad who knows karate. <laughs> yeah. She finds out her superpowers like telekinesis yeah. or something. Fucks him up. She gets, gets a nosebleed like 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. God, this is... Man, Netflix, you fucked Call up. us. You fucked up again. Yeah, now that I think about this, this film, I guess because like the strikes, right? Mm-hmm. They This is like their only Christmas movie they really had this year. Yeah. So the question is, when did they film this? Because at least some of those actors had to be union, if not all of them. Yeah. Are they all scabs? Yeah. No, these are all. No. I could see the writer, unless maybe this is a script they like had in a drawer or something. Yeah. So I looked up, I went on Letterboxd and I was like, oh, who's the writer? It's the same writer as The Parent Trap. 
Charles Shire. Whoa. Like the the parent trap? Yes. Wow. Yep. Okay, so th- that's I feel like that's got to confirm. This is like a script they had in a drawer. Yeah. It has and so to. they couldn't edit it at all because of the strikes. Like they couldn't improve it or yeah. make any adjustments. Yeah. Um it's got to be it. You know what's weird is the editors are not on strike and we're not on strike. This is some of the worst editing I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> Shout out to ever? Jeffrey Wolf. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. I'm sure you're Editor, like... Oh, he's edited some great films, baby. Oh, yeah? You are slandering this man. He has edited Billy Madison and Holes. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he was collecting a paycheck. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, he is... This is a random assortment of movies, but so, he's he's just gotten to edit some random-ass big movies. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I guess... I've been an editor for a long time and sometimes I get stuff and I'm like, all right, I'm not putting enough. I'm not putting effort into this. Yeah, (laughs) This is what this guy, this is what Jeffrey does. He's He's like, like, I know what movie this is. I'm just going to put in, I'm just going to cut the footage and hand it back to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the movie. This movie sucks. You know, it sucks. Just let me edit it quickly. Cause there's, yeah, there's some (laughs) wild cuts in there. Mm -hmm. Like Every time someone does something with their hands, it always cuts to their hands. Yeah. Even if it has no significance to what's yeah. going on. You always got to get a close-up of the hands. Yeah. They got some insane coverage on set, I'll tell you what. Yeah, except for the one scene <laughs> where they had to reuse a piece of footage. <laughs> They're like, this time we got... The, it was towards the end of the shoot. They were tired. Yeah. They forgot. They were like, oh, there's... It's a lady does like an excited scream and then they're like, oh, wait, we have no reaction shot for this thing. We'll just use it again. Yeah, just use it again. We yeah. need to we need to know see your reaction. And it's the, it would be the same reaction. I imagine. Yeah. So. Yeah. The same reaction. The same jump. It the fit. same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's really, you know, maybe he peaked at holes or probably he just didn't give a shit. But, <laughs> I mean, um, I, don't, I can't remember if holes is a well edited movie. <laughs> I mean, it. We're gonna have to watch Holes. Now. I'm gonna have to watch this whole dance. Billy Madison and see if it's edited well. I'm gonna have to watch his entire filmography to yeah. find out if he's actually a good editor. Yeah, and he just phoned it in on this yeah. one or what? Um, but anyway, the snow melts, uh, and they can just go downtown. Mm-hmm. They've already promised that they're staying for Christmas, even though Christmas is literally five days away, mm-hmm. and it's clear that it wouldn't take that long to get to their sister's house. Yeah, they're they're pretty close. Yeah, so they they can go downtown. The little the rich family daughter is certain that Santa is not real mm. and she keeps fine she's a real smart ass who I guess went to Harvard or yeah. something she and watches the fucking news yeah that fun. was one of the most confounding <laughs> scenes in the movie is they're in her bedroom like trying to f- plot around ways to prove that Santa isn't real and she has her computer on in the background and there's just this guy <laughs> with a microphone on the computer and we were both like, wait, what is she front watching? Of a green screen. We, we had to rewind. I was like, what is this supposed to be? Yeah. And they don't explain it. It's just a guy on a green screen holding a microphone talking. Yeah. And we were like, is this the filmmakers saying, oh, you know, kids watching YouTube. <laughs> this is all the YouTubers. They love watching middle-aged men talking to microphones. <laughs> this is what kids watch on YouTube. Yeah. Um, sidebar, this is a very distracted episode. I was at the Barnes and Noble the other day mm-hmm. and there was this line, just an incredibly long line of people with strollers and small children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is going on? So do you know Blippy? 
I've heard. I think I've heard of. You've Blippi. heard of Blippy? Okay, Blippy was at the Barnes and Noble. Okay, Blippy was. He at was the doing Barnes photo ops with all these small children. Okay. Um, what does Blippy do exactly? Like I, I have no. I'd never heard of Blippy until I've, I saw this line around the block. I've for heard him. the name Blippy somewhere, but okay, I, I don't know. Because Serena and I were confused. We were like, is Blippy a cartoon character and this is just some guy representing? <laughs> yeah. But no, it was actually. It was, Blippy is a real man from YouTube. Okay. Um, for all the iPad kids. Uh, uh, and he was there at Barnes and Noble. I didn't wow. get to see him. He was like behind a shroud. Damn, I wish you got to see I him. It's like part of me, we were, cause basically the line went by the elevator. So we were walking to get the elevator. I was like, what if we just like walked yeah. all the way in front of the line? Yeah, just was like blippy. Just so push nice these kids you, out of the way. Like blippy. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I love your orange hat. <laughs> God blippy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of blippy. Anyway. Um, what were we talking about? Um, How did Santa's I start talking? Real. Right. Santa's YouTubers. Not real. So they're trying to prove Santa's not real. Um, and this is where the movie gets honestly very boring. Yeah. Um, cause the kids subplot it. They just try They meet a mall Santa and they take off his beard and oh my God, it's a, he's not yeah. Santa. Which should have been obvious. You could literally see the beard was fake. Yeah, I mean, they're stupid. Yeah. She thinks she's smart. She knows all these big words. You're stupid. Yeah, she can't tell that the man's wearing a fake beard. You don't need to pull off the fake beard. Also, pulling off his fake beard doesn't prove that Santa's not real. It just proves that that guy's not Santa. Yeah, or it proves that Santa just, like, shaved and he didn't have time to regrow his beard. Yeah. And he put on a fake beard. Exactly. You know, like, he could have just been like, oh, sorry. I gotta keep up the look. You caught me. I shaved and I, I felt embarrassed. Yeah. So sorry. Mm-hmm. How does Santa not real tie into the child in the basement plot though? Yeah, that's true. Santa saves the day or some shit. Yeah. No, I feel like maybe they have Daniel in the basement, like wrapping the presents. No, oh, like they keep the like presents down there and there. That's why the little girl doesn't know about it. They're oh. like, Oh, you can't, can't go in the basement. He's Santa. Yeah. He's, sp- Daniel is Santa. Yeah. They feed him so he can wrap presents. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work in a modern yeah. world, though, right? Because, like, he's not going to build a PS5 or some shit down yeah, there. Yeah, no, that's too hard for him. Um, Unless he's, like, some magic. He has some magic in him. Yeah. If he eats a human, he can just shit out a PS5. <laughs> he can just shit out a PS5. <laughs> that's sort of his thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's it, but I feel like maybe don't go in the basement is part of it. Yeah, maybe. Um. Anyway... We'll keep fleshing that out as we yeah, go. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, so the kids are really, like, uninteresting. Um, the parents, there's a dollhouse. The The mom built a dollhouse that was, like, a representation of the husband's mom's house or something. And so it was very sentimental to him. Mm-hmm. And because main character lady has been snooping so much... She finds this in the attic and then smashes the house in front of everyone. Yeah. And just On totally. Accident, we should say. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, by accident, she, she totally. She did not just fucking go hard on this That thing. would have been hilarious. That would have been very funny. Yeah. <laughs> because it was, it, it'd be funny, even funnier if she did it after the, because he goes through this whole sob story on mm-hmm. the context of it. Yeah. And then she immediately starts fucking punching it and smashing it. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck this thing. Fuck this house. I want to leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, no, that'd she, be a great, she's losing it. Yeah. This is like her lowest point in the movie. Yeah. And like the rich couple, like they just have smiles on their yeah, faces. Like, like <laughs> unfazed. Yeah exactly because mm-hmm. they know what they're gonna do to her yeah but this is the part of the movie where i start i feel a little bad for the lady she's i mean yeah she's 
she's being insecure and being like mm-hmm. Snoopy and weird, but everyone just is like shitting on her like a yeah. big time. And she like accidentally did it. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She fucked up a yeah. little bit, but, but then she rebuilds the house yeah. out of the kindness of her heart and has sex with her husband. Yes. Which of course is, they call moving furniture in this yeah. movie because it's for kids. I think I'm not sure, but that's the other thing. This is where we start having a conversation. Like who is this movie for? Yeah. Because so much of the plot is based around sex. Yeah. And like marital issues. Sex. Yeah. They have to call it moving furniture. Yeah. Cause the little kids like, what's all that noise last night? And they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, we were moving furniture. Yeah. So that's what they call it for the rest of the movie and yeah yeah, it's like so the kids a little kid watching this movie is not going to understand all the sex jokes or really appreciate the conversations about like marriage and fulfillment in life yeah if i were a kid i would hate this fucking movie yeah i would not i would say this is one of the worst christmas movies i've ever seen mom why'd you put this on yeah exactly at least like princess switch there's princesses and switching places and like christmassy stuff yeah the kids could have kids would have fun yeah watching but this is like it feels like they made a mom movie for moms to yeah. just watch alone because yeah exactly. But also, it still is kid friendly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's something you can put on. Yeah. I feel like it's not something because like if I was a kid and I had the option between like this and Home Alone or some <laughs> yeah. shit like absolutely Home Alone. Obviously, you're choosing Home Alone. Yeah. Give me that shit over this. Yeah, hundred percent. This is boring. Barely captures the magic of Christmas. Yeah. It, so the they rebuild the house and they make up and we're like okay well the movie must be done now right yeah, look at the time there's still 35 minutes left that, yeah that felt like the climax that was what i was expecting the end of the movie to be was like she's confronted by everyone for being annoying and like mm-hmm. insecure and and snooping around and then she's like, oh, these people are just genuinely happy. Yeah. I should learn to be like genuinely happy with what I have in my life. Yeah. And that's just the midpoint of the film. Yeah. So. So she's uh, basically after they make up, the husband has a house that he really wants to buy. That's like a fixer upper. So she goes to the bank without telling her husband and takes out like a mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Without telling him, <laughs> yeah, that's as a Christmas, Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what he wanted, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's like... <laughs> so unbelievable. Could you could you imagine? Yeah, I know a hundred percent. They shot a scene of Christmas morning when mm-hmm. he got that gift. Yeah, and they were like, maybe this isn't realistic or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe no one would react that way. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally an SNL sketch about this, yeah. the Lexus one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where she's like, you bought a Lexus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great because yeah. those commercials happen all the time around Christmas. It's like, yeah. who the fuck is buying a car as a gift for somebody? Yeah, a surprise gift for your spouse <laughs> Yeah, is a brand new Lexus. <laughs> yeah. Fucking um, nuts. Yeah, so that's like obviously not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does it. Even less cool because she ends up losing her job. Yeah. So she's an engineer at a vacuum company. And she finds out that the vacuums just burst into flames. Mm-hmm. 
And then the whole world finds out that they do that. And the company just immediately goes out of business. Yeah, which is how it works. The same day. <laughs> That's how things work. Yeah. They're like, oh, you, you sold a malfunctioning vacuum. It's over. Honestly, would be nice if that's how it worked. <laughs> Tesla would have gone out of yeah, business years ago. A lot ago. of companies would have gone out of business. Yeah. If that's how it worked. You make one fucked up product and it's over. Yeah. So she instantly loses her job and is like, oh, fuck, I just bought a house. <laughs> I don't have a I, job to I pay for. I bought a house in the year 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I am jobless. And now I have no job to pay this mortgage. Yeah. And so instead of like telling her husband, she's like, I have to go back to the city to like sign a document to undo this, mm -hmm. to unbuy the house. Yeah. Um, so she leaves and she won't tell anyone why she's leaving. She's like, I just got to go. Um, is this before? This is after the sun runs away. Um, this yeah. is No, this is, this is, yeah, this is after the sun runs yeah, away. Yeah, because the monkey's in the car. So the, the, like I said, the kids are boring. In order to prove that Santa's not real, the son goes through his mom's call history on her phone because she, she said, said, yeah, she said she called Santa Claus yeah. earlier. So he's like, you know what? I have to go back home. Oh, right. Because he's worried that if they're not home, Santa's going to skip their house. Yeah. So he wants to go back home to make sure he's there to receive Santa's yeah. presents. Um, and he makes it as far as like a Japanese like a sushi place. Yeah. And she finds him there mm -hmm. because it's ninja warrior themed sushi place. So yes. obviously he would go there and the staff feeds him for free because yeah. he's a ninja because he is a ninja. Uh, so that's nothing. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not a thing that happens. Like there's no tension They they look around for him yeah, and they find him at a sushi it, place. It feels like they wrapped up the main tension of the movie. And then they were like, kind of just grasping it. Like, okay, yeah. where, where do we go now? What mm -hmm. tension can we have? Yeah. And that was one of them was the kid just leaves yeah <laughs> all of a sudden so so they get him back and then now she has to go to the city because she lost her job um yeah she finds that out at the on the news by the way at the sushi yeah. restaurant they're like oh this company is filing chapter 11 they're mm -hmm. done from one product and at this so, point in the movie we have seen both falling for christmas and princess switch yeah on tv on tv both of them have been on tv so they are pieces of media in this world yeah unless so, it's like reality tv the most insane sequence maybe in any movie happens now where she's driving home and she, she's listening to the radio and she turns off the radio, which causes her to swerve wildly in her car that like nothing, of course, nothing's in the road. It's literally just she got distracted by the radio. It's like she, she, if she doesn't have both hands on the wheel, she then she can't crash. control the car. It's that's too literally powerful. what happens. Yeah. She fucking turns off the radio and then crashes. She yeah. fucking crashes. Yeah, she swerves and then she sees the monkey in the back seat, this toy monkey, mm -hmm. and goes, oh my God, and then crashes into a snowbank. <laughs> yeah, she's scared of the monkey, by the way. There yeah. are multiple scenes where she gets scared by the fucking monkey. Yeah. It's it's a lore. which again it's a horror movie right yeah um, yeah and then there's a lady in the in an angel costume yeah she's like oh I was just walking to the Christmas pageant <laughs> on a highway yeah <laughs> in a highway in the middle of like the woods <laughs> I was just like where, from where <laughs> where does she live yeah. this lady has been driving on a highway for such a long time at this point yeah so she's like oh no I'm fine. She, I, 
that's again like i feel like i must have blacked out or something because she just gets back in her car and starts driving again yeah i don't know what happened after that she just she, got in her car started driving and then she kept hearing the angel's voice in her head yeah and, and was like wait something fishy's happening she sees a a billboard on the side of the road for the daniel whoever memorial foundation and yeah. oh my god the boy is dead which yeah. you called i called he's yeah. dead and he was dead um, but not in a horror sense, so more in a sad sense. Naturally, this is a revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've rekindled your friendship with this woman. You just found out that her son's dead, and, and it's clearly been so hard on her, she can't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. So naturally, your next step is you turn your car around mm-hmm. from going home to do a very important financial thing yeah. to not ruin yourself financially. Obviously, you go you go talk to your friend, right? Yeah. That's what you would do next? No, what I was thinking is you go back into their house when no one's home. Okay. Take the key to her son's room <laughs> and just break into the son's room <laughs> to observe the yeah. unchanged state of their dead child's room. Yeah. I guess to confirm that he's actually dead. Right when I, yeah, no, right when I find out my friend's uh, children die, I immediately, I'm like, well, let me just break into, let me like uh, uh, invade their privacy. Yeah. That's immediately what I think I would like to do. After like the whole movie of her invading their privacy. (laughs) She didn't learn her lesson. Yeah. At the most vulnerable. She's like, oh no, I'm doing it for like a good reason now. Yeah. Because I have to puzzle it together. I have to confirm he is dead. And her friend doesn't get pissed. Her friend's not mad. She's like, Oh yeah, of course. That's what I would also break mm-hmm. into this room. She's like, "Yeah, you figured it out. He's dead." And yeah. and it's very sad for me. Mm-hmm. I will say, I want to say this is also a great setup for my troglodyte boy in the basement movie. Mm-hmm. Is she sees the sign and is like, "Oh my god, the son's dead," mm-hmm. even though they've been talking about it this whole time. So she like turns around, it's like, "Oh my god, my family's there." Um, mm-hmm. she assumes that like maybe the boy's been killed or something. Yeah. She gets the she finds the key to the basement finally. She like uh. pieces it together. You know, she remembers earlier in the movie that the husband had like a trophy case or something. Yeah. Oh my god, the keys in the trophy case. Yeah. Um and she goes and then the the rich lady's already there and she's like, "Oh. Oh, are you looking for Daniel?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, I know you killed him. I know what you did." And she goes, "Oh no." Daniel's not dead. And then she opens the door to the basement. Daniel's been here the whole time. He looks down in the basement. He's got the fucking midnight mass, like glowy cat eyes. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) Pushes her down into the basement. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, I'm writing this movie after we're done. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a great horror premise, mm -hmm. clearly. And they failed. Yeah. They just decided to make a holiday movie. When I write this script, do I call it an adaptation? Is it plagiarism or is it distinct enough that it can be its own thing? I think it's, I think you're adapting. You'd win a best adapting screenplay, yeah. but everyone in the world would agree you've made it better. Yeah. That's the thing. So have, <laughs> did you watch the new H bomber guy video? Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm thinking about plagiarism. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause that dude who he roasts in the video, yeah. he says he's going to make a movie. Uh, um, and he never does. Yeah. But it's called final girl. And Serena's a huge fan of this author named Grady Hendrix. And she's like, Oh, that plot is the exact same of a book he wrote that I just read. And then five minutes later in the video, he's like, yeah, he just stole the idea for that movie yeah. from the book. <laughs> of course. So I don't want to be the, I don't want H bomber guy yeah. coming for me. True. So he might. Let me state it very clearly here. When I write this script, it will be an adaptation yeah. and I will give full credit 
to the yeah. editor. I will edit it in the exact <laughs> the same trap style. writer. Yeah. The parent trap writer, the editor who did holes, <laughs> the director who maybe will never work again. She um it's a she did Pet Cemetery. What? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the, the older one. Oh, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, the 1989 Pet this cemetery. is the biggest twist because like princess switch that director like he only directs cheap christmas movies yeah what's going on <laughs> the worst one and they got like an a-list crew yeah they're like Fuck. you know what it is is it was probably the strikes like they were able well no because if they the director had to have been on set so this was pre-strike yeah it's probably pre-strike but these are all also, Pete, this is a writer who hasn't written a movie in forever. This is a okay. director who hasn't, who, they, these people were mainly famous for things that used to happen. They happened before. Yeah. The editor happened before. Yeah. Holes and Billy Madison. The writer, Parent Chap, it's been like 24 years. Well, maybe that's why the intro felt so much like a horror movie. Yeah. Because it's a horror director. <laughs> yeah. It's straight up his order. She, uh, well, I guess she did Halloween Town 2. Okay. So she's got, got some Cemetery like too. Um, but she's done some other she did in 2021 she did a castle for christmas so she's okay. clearly she's moved on okay to doing shitty christmas movies now yeah that's kind of her thing that is so fucking i i don't know if i'll ever get over that <laughs> i'm gonna go around and tell everyone i know be like yeah you know the movie pet cemetery the one where the little boy gets hit by a fucking truck <laughs> you should see the director's newest movie <laughs> she really Upgraded. This yeah. might be her best. This is her Oppenheimer. <laughs> she came back and came back with a vengeance. Yeah. You know, it's been a while, but it feels like it feels like Pet Cemetery just came out yesterday. Yeah. Honestly. Um Yeah. You know, the Red Letter Media guys always talk about how like when bigger actors end up in like really shitty low budget movies, they're like, Oh yeah, it was probably filmed on like you know, December 31st and they just needed to renew their SAG card. Uh, You're like, oh yeah, I acted in this thing. I can still be in SAG. Yeah. So maybe that's what this is for everyone. It might be. Honestly. They were all just like, we need the union health insurance. Let's just do anything. <laughs> it might be. To, to prove that we've done union work this year. Yeah, which, yeah, the cast of this movie, I mean... The guy from American Pie is in yeah, it. Yeah, they're all just people that are like a little recognizable that yeah. I've definitely seen in something before as mm -hmm. like a secondary actor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know the main the main girl is from was in The Hangover. Yes, as the um, as Stu's um, stripper wife or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I know her from. But yeah i've definitely seen I've, I, I haven't seen any american pie but i know that guy i recognize that yeah guy. i've seen him before but anyway she invades their privacy they're totally fine with it mm -hmm. um and she's like yeah my son's been dead for a year that's why we didn't do our christmas newsletter last year yeah and uh he was obsessed with hot air balloons mm -hmm. and he wanted to make a solar powered hot air balloon to travel around the world so we did that in his memory mm-hmm um, Very nice of which we immediately point out they only fly this at night yeah, yeah. <laughs> which would have been great be like oh <laughs> ah shit we clear. can't fly it at night <laughs> oh, fuck. it's solar powered where's the sun um, yeah I guess they save up the energy they get from the day or yeah. whatever it's also wild that like they chose the hot air balloon to be the eco-friendly thing I feel like of all the things that you could yeah, fly it's in it's not that bad <laughs> it is like a big 
torch. Like, yeah. I guess you burn a lot of natural gas or whatever. Probably not as much as a fucking plane. Yeah, like a jet. It's probably like enough. It's like a drop of water in comparison yeah. to the amount of like. Because the thing that makes you fly is isn't the fire. It's the hot air. Yeah, exactly. Whereas a jet is literally just fucking propulsion. Yeah. from a jet engine. It's the same. It's as bad as the bad for the environment as as me doing a little bonfire right now. Yeah, I feel like. It's not bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, the son's a dumbass. <laughs> this, I, clearly. I mean, he, he came up with a stupid hot air balloon and he died. He's like, you know what? Hot air balloons aren't environmentally friendly. Yeah. We need to fix that issue. That's the biggest issue in the world. So the, the whole thing is that the hot air balloon is going to be the star of Bethlehem at the Christmas pageant. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't fucking work. I forgot to mention the the main character is like an inventor and she invented these gloves where you can eat chips and Cheetos and shit and the crumbs and stuff won't stay on your hands or the glove. I think that's yeah. the key as well, because obviously with gloves, you're not going to get anything. On you're your not going to get anything in your hands anyways. But these the Cheeto dust also does not go on the glove. I don't yeah. know where it goes. That's the thing. It would, wouldn't it just like go all <laughs> over your other clothes or yeah. like your table or something? She says it's like she describes it almost like it's a fucking magnet. Like it's just yeah. not like it's just going to repel it. It's static electricity. That'll launch it. Yeah. <laughs> sort does that of mean outward. the Cheeto puffs is just like going into the air, all the dust and I'm breathing it now. Yeah. Sort of like the oxygen I breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's a genius invention. Uh, and it saves the day because the hot air balloon isn't working. And she's like, oh, well, if you wear these gloves, then it does work because electricity or whatever. I hope it's scientifically accurate. I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah. The parent trap guy just like for a whole day, like just went deep into research. <laughs> <Just had> equations <laughs> on a chalkboard. It's like, like I got to make this accurate. I have to. This has to be airtight <laughs> or no one's going to believe it. <laughs> the whole day. Yeah. Uh, so they get in the hot air balloon. Um and the gloves make the hot air balloon work uh, and the ladder and like some dangly shit on the hot air balloon picks up a fake Santa sled and brings it along and then for no reason really the mom just gets in the sled and pretends to be Santa mm-hmm. and so all the kids see it and believe in Santa again yeah I mean well that's the reason she's yeah. like I want my son to believe in Santa I want to trick yeah. him more they don't notice that it's attached to a hot air balloon but no. whatever it's because the light's off they can't yeah. see it they can't see it yeah um and that's that's the movie. Yeah, I mean the hot air. Hot, oh wait, Santa shows up. That's right. Okay, <laughs> so they all sing a song. Yeah. At the Christmas pageant, and why does Santa even? Okay, oh, so right. the, yeah, she's like dro- she has to drop off the she has to the drop sleigh. her off and the sleigh off so she can fly high enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like getting down, and Santa helps her get down barely yeah like is just standing there like commenting on it and he's like oh i know how hard it is to get out of these things or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like oh yeah whatever. and then he evaporates into christmas magic he's, yeah he's, she's like wait who are you how do you know my name because yeah. she like says her name at some point so like the implication in this movie is that the parents definitely buy the presence mm-hmm. they make that but pretty santa's clear real. but santa's also real yeah so like <laughs> Santa does nothing though. That's the problem with a movie like this is like, okay, we in the real world, we know the whole Santa deal. Um, and if Santa was real, it'd be very easy to know because every Christmas there would just be presents under the tree that no one bought. Mm-hmm. Um But in in this movie, clearly Santa's not delivering presents. What is he doing? Nothing. I love this as a premise for a movie. I'm getting yeah. like a brain like <laughs> like Santa 
somehow tricked people, you know, like yeah. he's real, but he just like stopped doing it one day. Yeah. And, and the then parents, now he just, and the parents were like, Oh, I guess this is how, I guess my parents did it. Yeah. So right. It wasn't real mm-hmm. the whole time. And then he, now he's just like chilling. He's like, Fuck yeah. yeah. It's just, well, then, well, there has to be stakes then, right? So, like, there has to be a reason for Santa to come out of retirement. Yeah. What what would be the reason? I don't know. Like, there's got to be some reason he's like, I, I just imagine he's annoyed about it. He's like, yeah. God, I'd like that. I'm retired. I did this for like 5,000 years. I'm so happy to be done with yeah. this shit. He's, he's maybe. Maybe like Krampus escapes hell, or it's like a sequel to this. But yeah, the girl actually did convince everyone that Santa's real now, based oh. off her scientific evidence. And the parents are like, "Oh, f- I guess I don't have to fucking put the presents." Yeah, I don't under have to anymore. buy presents anymore. Santa's gonna come. He's real. I just saw him. Santa's like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta do this <laughs> shit again. You know, I back when I was doing it, we just made like model trains and yeah. like wooden horses and shit. Now I gotta <laughs> have my elves making PS fives. <laughs> yeah, that's a good damn. scene where they're like on the phone with Sony. Like, no, how the fuck do you build this? What thing? do you mean? There's a semiconductor shortage. <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck do you build this I'm, thing, Sony? I'm sorry, Sam. It's proprietary technology. We can't just tell you how to make it. Come the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are asking for Nintendo Switches. How the fuck do I make? This? How do I make that? What's the difference between that and a Steam Deck? They look the same. <laughs> oh, this would be great. What is Baldur's Gate three? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we get Tim Allen to play him. Absolutely, and he does say the N word. He says the N word. <laughs> At the He's very really end. bad on set, and yeah. everyone hates him. Yeah, on set. it's a it's a movie that no one wants to make, <laughs> <laughs> but we we do. But we we got the director of Pet Cemetery, yeah, so. so it has to be done. Yeah, um, yeah. Santa's real, and then they sing a song, and then we don't. Christmas doesn't happen. We don't yeah. get to see Christmas. No, we. It ends on Christmas Eve. And then we get a after credits where she's like, I, my chip gloves were a massive success and I'm rich now. And so I didn't have to like reverse buy the house. Which by the way, I guess they, did they actually get Mariah Carey in this movie? Oh no. Who is that? Someone that is, pretending to that be Mariah Carey? That is a Carey? JPEG of Mariah Carey. But at some point it was a video. She like said no, something. No, what, what happened, this is the magic of cinema, okay, John okay. George. The editor is, was really good. There actually. is a JPEG of, of Mariah Carey in one shot, photoshopped, and the gloves are like photoshopped onto mm-hmm. her JPEG hands. Mm-hmm. And then they cut, and it's just a shot of someone's hands wearing the gloves. Ah, okay. So it's... You know, we you never see the any. We never see who's wearing the gloves. Got it. Was it her voice though? She talked. No, she didn't. Did she talk? Yeah, she talked. Okay. Well, then it was just someone. <laughs> I know what. None of us know what Mariah Carey sounds <laughs> it's like. True. I have no. I know what she sounds like yeah. in a song. So I thought she didn't sing. I found out like last year that apparently Mariah Carey is from my hometown. Oh my god. Yeah, she's had, your hero. I had no idea. So recently, in the last few years, my hometown of Huntington, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, puts they like close off a part of the street and do like this big Christmas display with a giant tree and they paint the street with snowflakes and stuff. And me and my dad were just walking around town and there's speakers playing Christmas music. And then there was a break and it was like, hey, town of Huntington, it's me, Mariah Carey. I just wanted to wish my hometown a Merry Christmas. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Your hometown? Since when? Are you here right now? Yeah. Where are you? I. It was like, so I think... To be fair, I Googled it, and if you go on Wikipedia and look up uh, Mariah Carey's early childhood, the town of Huntington was not incredibly kind to her family. Oh, no. They, it, 
the world was a little bit more racist yeah, back then. That makes sense. Um, but I guess she's not too mad about it because no, she recorded not. a message for us. Yeah, good for her. Um, <laughs> That's why we don't know where she's from. Yeah, you know? well, I, I mentioned it to one of my other friends who's from Long Island, like not too far from Huntington. And they're like, oh, yeah, I knew that. And I was like, what? Did everyone know except for me? <laughs> why did you tell me? Yeah, I feel yeah. like... Okay, I feel like at some point she would have had to visit Huntington High School, right? I probably. went there for four years. She probably went there. Do you know where she went to high school? I, Hurricane Sandy like wrecked us uh, for like a month. She uh, couldn't have shown up and be like, yeah. "Let's let me sing a song for all of uh, you." No, she couldn't. She anyway, <laughs> that's hilarious. She's, she's not worried. in this movie. <laughs> she's your hero. Yeah, we should mention the just absolute unbelievable use of photoshop in this movie i mean wait it's utilized way too much it's utilized way too much and so poorly that i think anyone even someone who doesn't use photoshop regularly could be like yeah that's That's not real (laughs) that's multiple different pictures stitched together yeah like my grandma would be like that is not real yeah which i thought maybe would come back like maybe she was gonna find out that oh they didn't actually travel the world she's just been photoshopping her newsletters she could she couldn't have found that out because then she would look like a fucking idiot for not thinking they're photoshopped. Yeah, they exactly. Were. It's like, how do you not clearly know these are and photoshopped? They, they get worse to the point where like the final picture in the movie is like every character has like different lighting yeah, on them. They're clearly like, not in the same room together even it, for the it, group photo. It looks like they needed a picture and they were like, guys, can you just send one of our post people like a selfie from yeah, your phone? Literally. So we can just post it. it together yeah we can pretend just, you guys were together in the yeah photo. um so that was that was really i mean the editing and the visual effects are not bad but the use of photoshop in this movie is like just really bad. horrible they phoned it in big yeah. time i mean yeah <laughs> i mean you look you're like this is such a low budget movie and we have to like display that these people went to like egypt and shit yeah what the fuck but even so like photoshop it a little better maybe i don't consider myself the greatest editor in the world but like even i could (laughs) have done a little i I started learning photoshop when i was in like middle school Mm -hmm. and i think those photoshop jobs were about on the level of what i was doing in middle school 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean they're bad yeah they're bad I mean, we don't that. They keep the house. I mean, we get a little like post credit like mm-hmm. summary. We don't know what, exactly what happens on Christmas, but they summarize New Year's and they're keeping the house and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the future Christmases, they're like, oh, and now yeah. we spend Christmas together every yeah. year. Fuck my sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck my family. So, briefly in the movie, they talk about the chip gloves and like, oh, it's such a great idea. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is slap a sports team logo on the back <laughs> of them and they'll sell like hotcakes. So I got to ask John, like the next Lions game you go to, I'm 100%. you're wearing the chip gloves, right? I'm buying them. I'm 100%. I, yeah, I don't eat chips really <laughs> while I'm watching the Lions game. <laughs> yeah. But next time I do, yeah. Mm. I mean, also, these are just specifically for cheetos and doritos i feel like mm-hmm. and I, stuff that a, gets on your hands yeah it's been a while since i have like usually i'm just a plain tortilla dip it in salsa guy oh yeah or like a notch like queso guy mm-hmm. like i don't get too many things that get on my hands so yeah. i probably wouldn't use them but mm. i mean maybe it might be my protein bars kind of get on my hands every once okay in a while. yeah but i think it's specific for chip dust yeah i don't think like because protein bars usually got like chocolate. chocolate yeah that that's not gonna repel yeah, the, that's not gonna fucking repel chocolate yeah 
but yeah, I, I mean, just just to sh- show your support for your favorite sports team. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just show up to the game I mean, and if, wave your hands around. If the players were wearing them during the game, I might join in. That yeah. would be great. I would love you, like, you know, you're in the middle of the game and they cut to the sidelines. and <laughs> They're eating Cheetos. They what, yeah, they're eating Cheetos with the chip gloves. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's great. They don't get on my hands and I can use my Windows yeah. Surface tablet. Yeah. Uh, we are fourth and, fourth and <laughs> ten, fourth quarter. And, uh, oh, look over there. Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines. <laughs> He's pounding Cheetos. <laughs> uh, none of them are getting on his gloves. How does that work? Damn, BB, you're hitting a hot topic today. Yeah. Patrick oh, Mahomes right. freaked out at a game today. That's right. I, the reason I thought of him is because I saw a TikTok where he, like, threw his helmet. Yeah. Because he lost to the Bills. Um, that's not why he freaked out. Oh, okay. Freaked out because the refs made a good... The refs are bad, all right? Okay. They're usually bad. Mm-hmm. This time, they made a good call. Oh, okay. <laughs> they called a player on his team offsides, which is usually a defensive call, but if a play... Like, it rarely happens on offense because players don't fuck up that badly. Yeah. But his wide receiver was, like, basically on the other side of the line is what it means. Yeah. He was, like, on the defense's side of the field. Mm-hmm. The refs called. They were like, yeah, you're clearly offside. Mm. The play runs anyways. And it's a touchdown that would have would uh, have put them in the lead, and the refs are like, "Yeah, uh, he was offside," and it's the correct call. And then Patrick Mahomes proceeds to have a tantrum for two minutes on the mm-hmm. sideline, goes to shake Josh Allen's hand after, and is like, "That's the worst call I've ever seen in my life." To, yeah, to Josh Allen, that is wow. the worst call I've ever seen in my life. And Josh Allen's just like, "Okay, yeah, cool, man. I, yeah, see yeah. ya, man." Well, he shakes Josh Allen's hand, and Josh Allen lifts his hand, and it's just covered in Cheeto dust. <laughs> just, fuck, fuck, man. That's where the dust went. Yeah, <laughs> it all went to my fucking glove. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, big tantrum over there. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's ruined the team. Yeah. Oh, because he's on the the Chiefs. Yeah. 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 Well, she has it. Doesn't don't they do better when she's there? She was there today. Oh, wow. Lost. She's cursed them. She's cursed them. Nathan Fielder style. Dan, I still have to watch that show. Yeah, I'm only two episodes in. Okay. Yeah, I have to. I have to find a, a medium. I don't have Paramount <laughs> Plus to watch it, so yeah, I got that's, that's the hardest part. I might have to sell the high seas or something. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've pretty much chewed this movie up and spit it out. It's. I hope next year, now that the strike's over, they can just real quick get something better than this. Yeah, Call we need a gimmick. Vanessa get a gimmick again. back on the phone. Yeah, I want to complain about a gimmick next year, please. Maybe that's. I know we've gone a while, but can we, let's let's end this way. Mm-hmm. Can we just try and brainstorm some gimmicks, and we'll There's send those be. to Netflix? There's got to be some fucking gimmicks. Okay. Santa has a twin. Okay. Santa has a twin. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Santa has a twin. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Yeah. Santa has a fucking twin. Uh-huh. And that's how he delivers presents. That was the sneak. There's two of them. them. Yeah, there's two. It's it's improbable that one Santa could deliver yeah. all the presents, but two might be able yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. One of the kids mm-hmm. is like, he sees two Santas. He's like, I knew they, I knew you weren't real. There's multiple of Yeah. He's like no we're real there's just two of us it's <laughs> just, just two of yeah. us well we will call the movie santa two but it'd be Ooh. t-o-o yeah 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 all right that's my pitch okay um my mind it's the fourth night of hanukkah as we're recording this my first thought is uh husband and wife husband's been jewish the whole time oh my god they've been celebrating Insane christmas twist for how many years and you know what i've actually i was raised i was bar mitzvahed mm-hmm. i'm circumcised i don't know how you missed that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah 
And they just have to reconcile with that. I like it. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like a deep, dramatic Oscar movie. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what they should go for yeah. next year. So I'm getting... Gotta get a good director. Good direct, Safety Brothers. Safety Brothers are back. And yeah. this is what they're doing. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Here, you, let's, let's think of another one real quick. Okay, yeah, we can think of one. You, let's each do one more. I, I don't know why all my ideas in my head, they're just, I have to do with twins. Okay. <laughs> for some fucking reason, but I, I gotta get off of it. Yeah. How about um, I don't know. <laughs> I've just been like I just thought of the word birds in my head. Okay, bird birds. They haven't been using Christmas a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's the twelve the twelve days of Christmas. Yeah. My true love came to me, and that's that's tree. mostly birds. Most of that song is birds as gifts. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Who who the hell's obsessed with birds? I think I think we do a biopic about the person who wrote this fucking song. Okay. Why are they so obsessed with birds? Why are they giving like who are they giving this gift to? It's an origin story about the cuz okay. First night is partridge and pear tree. Yeah, we need the 12 nights of Christmas and it's legit the origin story. Is it two turtle doves is the second two one? Two turtle doves. Three french, french hens. hens. We're going backwards in the song, so it's confusing me. Oh, yeah. Because they count it down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Okay, there's five golden rings. Five. Okay, but those aren't birds. And there's four Three. maids of milking. Four maids. So those aren't birds either. But there's there's like geese or something yeah, in there, right? There's definitely. There's a lot of birds. There's It's mostly birds from what I, I recall. I want like a legit, because there are definitely is a movie that's like the 12 days of Christmas, but mm -hmm. it's not it's not based off the song. You know? Yeah. Like, I want to know how they come up with these things for the song. Mm -hmm. Like, why five maids of milking? You know, mm -hmm. four, four maids of milking. Why five golden rings? Yeah. What does this have to do with fucking Christmas? Okay. What if you have the four maids of milking, mm -hmm. and <laughs> this is this is a polyamorous individual? <laughs> okay, so he needs five golden rings to marry all of them. Okay, and they we're gonna have to work this out because I don't know where the birds come in. So maybe maybe you have to fight the birds. Yeah, the partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, I want to see this pear fucking tree too. Yeah, that's true. You don't see a lot of those. Yeah, there's not. I don't know what a pear tree looks like. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the rest of the song because there's got to be some good. Let me quick Google the. Because I just want. I'm just imagining a movie where, you know, we don't know that it's been like. That's the big twist mm -hmm. is that we find out like, oh my fucking god, this, this is, is the guy who this made is the fucking song. This yeah, is the fucking yeah. song. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's <laughs> what like, I'm screaming at the end. Yes, exactly. It's like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Where you all stand up and lose your mind. <laughs> oh my god. This is the song. I love this song. Yeah. 12 Days of Christmas Song. Okay. We got the lyrics. Here we go. Okay. Partridge in a pear tree. Two turtle doves. Three French hens. Oh, no. It's four calling birds. Okay. Five golden rings. Six geese a-laying. Okay. They have to be a Seven swans a-swimming. These are all birds. It's eight maids a-milking. Okay. Lots of maids. Um, then nine ladies dancing. Okay, so it's the first six days minus day five are birds. Okay, so, so he's, he's fucking a lot. No, 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 no. It's, hold on. Day one, two, three, four, six, and seven are all birds. Then nine ladies dancing, ten lords a-leaping, eleven pipers piping, and twelve drummers drumming. Okay, so all of a sudden the songwriter was like, fuck, I don't know any more birds i can't name a, i can't name any more birds <laughs> those are all the fucking birds i know so i guess the rest of your presents are going to be human beings <laughs> how did he wrangle all these human slaves yeah to play the drums for his his lady 
Also, what kind of band is this? A bad one. So you have eight maids of milking, okay, which is so just, you just so milk. you can have milk. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess you own eight cows. Must own eight cows. And you yeah. didn't have anyone to milk. Usually you only need one maid to milk. You have nine ladies dancing. So they're the, the dance element. Mm-hmm. Then you have ten lords a-leaping, which who, what the fuck does that mean? Kind of, I, I guess. guess also dancing. Also choreography. Then you have 11 pipers piping. Okay, so it's piping. So I assume that's flutes? Yeah, or like piping your wife or some shit. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then 12 drummers drumming. So, so assuming... It's a pipe th- drum band. Yeah. With dancers. It's it's dancers and then... It's like an Irish band. A something. bunch of flutes and even more <laughs> drums. You're not going to hear the flutes over all those drums. <laughs> they really... No, trust me. You no, so I think, I think you might be right. I think the 11 yeah. pipers piping might just be there for fucking. Yeah, I think they're there for fucking. And the drums are to cover up the sound of it. And then the birds are just fucking flying around and stuff. Yeah, and they're, it's really annoying. And there are rings laying yeah. on the ground. And you're going to have fresh milk afterwards. Unless the 11 pipers are running a train on oh! the maids. We've brought it full circle, folks. Listen to the Ned's Declassified podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for our po- for our one TikTok. Um, well, we'll end it there. Uh, what a way to end it. See everyone in 2024. 2024, big year for big boy movies. Or not, who knows. Yeah. Um, but we'll still Depends be how there. I feel. Depends how I feel. Yeah. Um, and until there, until Mary, there. I, I mess it up every year. I was going to do the... To all a big boy and a big boy, but I don't know how it goes. And every year I fuck it up. So I'm just going to say Merry Bigness one more time. Good night.